0: Moving on
1: yeah. to Moving Iron Podcast number 325. This is distant moving iron podcast is brought to you by Tractor Zoom. Tractor Zoom is uh nice enough to deliver me some pretty nice stats here. So we're gonna kind of go over a video that they have here. We're gonna talk about the combine market we see happening there and just some kind of some year-over-year trend lines that we see developing, as well as some other <laughs> American Lamb. That's funny, cool. as well as some other um other things we see developing in that marketplace too. So the, I think the reason why we want to start with the combine marketplace and move into some other things down the line is that volatility. Volatility. Mark, the combine market is the most volatile thing on the planet. I mean, it is. Come it, to me, darling. It starts, it, you know, it's, it does really well. And you start seeing, it kind of smooths out for a minute, but it's like it, it really mirrors what we see happen in some other marketplaces where you see these huge ups, these huge downs, and everything in between, and you start to see things compress. And as those things compress, combine market is the first market to collapse and the last market to get back its feet. And, and it's been that way since I've
3: been. This but it did have a hell of a nice 20-day run in 22. It did. It did, very, did that very well. That was a beautiful month and a half. Very
1: much so. So I got Andy Campbell here. It's a video that he recorded. He sent it to me. And Aaron and I are going to just kind of commentate on the data that he puts out there. And we'll uh, we'll go from there. So
2: get this. Uh, let me see. Let me share this real quick so we can see it. Everything. Combines again. I like to compare the year over year. So we've got uh, for all combines here that are at auction eighty four previous December seventy nine. Uh, so a little bit stronger dealers one twenty almost a quarter of a million and then even a little bit lower here with the dealerships. So this kind of reinforces the story that we've heard from a lot that the returning supply has softened this market a more aggressive price decline and you've been seeing this for months uh when you look at this for hours though those low hours less than 500 so let's talk about that a little bit softening of the
1: overall marketplace yep i i, I would agree with that i think as you oh look, absolutely if you look at what we've seen now we're seeing more comments at the market than we've seen in the past i think that if you take a hard look at at some of the overarching um values that you're starting to see i don't want to say that that listing values have slipped at all i don't think that's I don't think we're seeing that at all. But I think we're starting to see the number of machines out there where this, you know, the bad part about this marketplace is if you can't sell in the first 48 hours, that you have it.
3: <laughs> it's a, it, it, you must have something wrong with it. Sorry, you had that for a week. Yeah. Here, uh, here's, here's my take on it. Okay. Being living, breathing this shit every day. Right. He had a big dip in the trend line October. -hmm. 22 dealer price. Right. Late availability. True. That's when everything showed up. That's our old custom cutter March glut. Right. Right. We're that far behind. Yep. Now we're that far behind on combines. There you go. See that chart right there? Your April before April dip harvester machines. Sure. They're all showing up. Oh, man, get rid of them, get rid of them, get rid of them. That was a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. Right. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. Back then, we were in the still, it's a combine. I don't want to see it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. We follow that trend lined up, and even our October 22 dip on that screen is... What to quarter million dollars up, sure quarter million dollars up simply by market availability, right? Thousand percent.
2: That's right. All right, see what we got here. Not a lot out there for auctions. You get this variability in here, but last December auction, those were 334, 345 here, so still a little bit stronger. But again, you got variability, just not a lot of them out there. Dealer though, those are still strong at five uh versus 412. So a huge uh relative price increase there. But as you increase in these so I think that's a good point he brings up there when you're looking at
1: the overall dealer marketplace and what that looks like. One that's is a pi- it's a pipe. It I, I thousand percent I agree with you. I mean there's a lot of stuff out there. I've be I've watched a lot of combines come through there that are I, I, I like what you're thinking and good luck to you. Exactly. I've seen a lot of five hundred and fifty to oh. five hundred and ninety thousand dollar not X9 combines. Right, just, you know, seven eighty combine. Right, you know what I mean. So I, I started, not even seven nineties. Right, and you start looking at that marketplace. To me, I mean,
3: that's a that's a stretch. Well, I'll tell you this much: one of our locations that does a, a big multi-unit combine deal every year, he gets a hold. of He calls me the other day and he says, "Hey, I got like five of these. I need to move." And I said, "That's great." Is the first number a three or a four? Well, it's a five. I said, call somebody else. And he's like, well, what the hell? I'm like, there is not a world where that five exists wholesale. Dealer to dealer, but not wholesale. Yeah. And dealer to dealer, only if it's a white horse. With a swirled horn on
1: its forehead, so I think I think the idea of, of the five hundred thousand dollar combine. I'm not saying that that is a, a crazy dream at all. That's not.
3: That's I, am. not true. I am. I am. I'm saying it. I, I'm saying I disagree. I also said that I'll never sell a three. combine at three. Right. So I, I think as you're
1: looking at at what's happening in the combine marketplace, one is there's so much sticker shock. Uh, oh and everything right it's not just the price of equipment but it's the interest rate that goes along with that price of equipment right it's it's more that than the price of the equipment there is so much just overwhelming sticker shock as you see these things pop up that it's
3: going to it's going to kind of redefine it's going to stagnate the the market it's going to slow it down it's It's going to it's going to slow it down sure it's going to slow down you're not at the Yale row team in water, right? You're maybe in honey or maple syrup. Well, uh, but I think I think it's just
1: n- no one's used to this yet, right? Dealers aren't used to this yet, and, and if the dealers aren't used to serious hell the customer buying basis and used to this shit, well, yeah,
3: because he goes in and talks to his guy and he's like, "Yeah, it's five fifty six, right? Holy shit, yeah!" And it all falls apart. He walked in there to buy that. He's ready to buy it. Yeah. His trade isn't a hundred trade. It's 180 trade, Right. Cause we're going right. to ch- ch- follow the trend line. Right. Right. And there you go. And the other thing too,
1: from a sticker shop, the other big sticker shock perspective that we're seeing with these customer base too, is that the trade difference that they're paying to buy up that used one. They probably bought that combine that they have now. They may have bought it new. Oh, and, and the, cheaper than that, and the trade difference is more than what they paid for that machine.
3: Hell yeah!
1: I mean, it, so there's just so much like in their face type stuff they're seeing happen. That yes, it is going. There's going to be, especially when it comes to combines, because goddamn combines. I'm just telling you, they're
3: just it's just I know. they are a, an odd, just thing. You know what I mean? They are the absolute bastard child of the universe. Metallica wrote that song, "Harvester of Sorrow." About (laughs) comms. All right.
2: Uh, Uh, Hours. And again, this is machine hours, not set. It's not really until you get, you know, there you got parity. Again, that gray one on the bottom is auction market. 1500 close to parity. 2000. A little stronger. So you can kind of see there. Once you start to get up there in hours, it could go either way on, uh, on how that combine market is doing now.
3: It was interesting there to see, and I think that was March 21. Yeah. The uh, dealer price was like 20 grand under auction yeah. and bam.
1: Yeah. Oh hell, let's fix this. <laughs> but you watched, when you watch the <laughs> dealer price all the way through, we'll back this up a little bit just so we can kind of re- recapture that. But, I mean, watching these things work and, and play with each other here, as we've seen. The, it's, you know, it's a
3: month-long correction yeah. over the auction. Let's see if we can find it here again. Auction did this, so we're yeah. doing that. Right. Should be right here.
2: Next one. The, the Thousand Hour. There's one in here where one of the, one of the charts he had, and I can't remember which one it was.
1: Where everything, the parody was, was very, very, very good. Yeah. Like, I
2: mean, it's crisscrossed. It showed to, to a letter here. We'll just watch it. tip hit play and go. hundred, not a lot out there for auctions. You get this variability in here. But last December auction, I think those were smaller. 334, mm-hmm. 345 here. So still a little bit stronger. But again, you got variability. Just not a lot of them out there. So it's not up the, here. But yeah it's still strong if you look at
3: july twenty two it
2: is, touches yeah. so a huge
3: uh, relative price increase there. But so that shows you in twenty two where that was at because this is
1: this is dealership retail advertised data and this is auction value auction value and retail data are just like the same a few, number a few nickels under each other right? <laughs> right right Here's a handful of change we'll call it even. how's that sound you know what I mean right
3: we're asking this yeah. well, that's what one brought at auction. I'll take it. <laughs> So like, I
1: got, oh, sure. here's our trade difference. I got 55 cents. We'll call it good. How's that sound? Right. You know, And
2: uh, I'll buy uh, your lunch and get you a coat. We yeah. good? Sounds Decreasing like a Increasing these uh, hours. And again, this is machine hours. not set.
1: So this is a thousand hour machine. So if you take a look at this, this right here, look at this period that you see here. So you see auction data kind of lagging a little bit from what you see happening on the dealership side. I know, but look at October to January. I know. My God. Right. Yeah, it's a huge dip and it's come back up. This stayed, you can see the dip too. So this kind of goes back to our earlier conversation that we had, the three levels of buying. You know, you got the retail side, the wholesale yeah. side, and the auction side. <clears throat> here's what here's what's happening in the retail side, and look what happens on the auction
3: side. And you know what's funny? If you look at those trend lines, January of 22, right. auction got red hot. Yep. But it fell off. Yep. Dealer... It just stayed the same. Don't want no one changed. No, no, price. no, no. Dealer spiked it because of the auction value. Yeah. Look at like March twenty two for dealer. Okay, anytime there's a tick up in the auction number, which there's Mount Everest and Mount McKinley for shit's sakes as far as trends go. The dealer doubles back and adds that into the market. Okay. Do you see that? That's why there's that little peak. There's a peak in the dealer market when there's
2: a dip in the auction market. April 22, see it? Right there. So, but this back on this side over here.
1: This this should have not this this was this was premature based on this. The dealer. Yeah, the dealer. Yeah. 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 Right. That was... And this the, was premature based on this.
3: I bet the dealer peak of December 22 is feeding off of November the November 1st initial climb. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, it kind of goes... Year end. Let's
1: bang them out, boys. Yeah, but look at, look at year end here, though.
3: So, it would have been August... September, but October. but over, but that's your correction because you have better availability on hand, True. True. machines, True. Yep. machine availability, and right now. But look at this right here. Look we sold shit for eighteen months off of. Hey, you can have it now. But look, look at this. October twenty one,
1: right? October twenty two, slightly higher, slightly.
3: it means, and slight. and you and you would think that's a fifty thousand dollar jump, right? It's not. It's not. They're combines. They're
1: there. So, this is my synopsis on this right here. I mean, there's there's three markets that matter auction market is, in my opinion, the most important. Yep. The wholesale market is the second most important. And the third most important market of that is the retail marketplace. Yep. All right. I'd agree. And the reason I think the re- my point is that you have you bracket the wholesale market. Yeah. All right. So, you're throwing stones, you throw one too long and you hit. The retail market when you throw in too short, you hit the auction market, you throw in the third one, you know where to land at, and that's it. that's the wholesale marketplace.
3: But if you can throw stones in that chart. But if you're tracking the wholesale good
1: market job, Philip Rivers. If you're if you're tracking if you're tracking the wholesale marketplace, you're right there the whole time. Yeah. Right here at the 150 mark. The whole time. Yep. Right. Now you're going to go up and go down a little bit, but I mean, that's
2: literally the number on that column. You're going to be right in that range. Okay. All right. What do we got? Not really until you get, you know, there you got parity. And Again, that gray one on the bottom is auction market. 1500 close to parity. 2000 a little stronger. So you can kind of see there once you start to get up there in hours, it could go either way on, uh, on how that combine market is doing now compared to last year uh i did get this broken up on, on top so if you're ever curious and want to know this is the current breakdown uh by average value so how big a square is up here is on how these are priced compared to other ones in on the market we didn't just go with market share size because john deere would dominate the thing what did he uh, say services? there? Average value comparison of an average combine that's out there. No mm-hmm. fencer, you know bringing a high value, so they're a little bit larger of a score than John Deere. But then John Deere holds that second position compared with Claas at 221, John Deere at 300. Some of the fence that are out there, not many of them, but three and three quarters. With so no steering wheel. You could even look at that in these hour ranges, too. Okay, so kind of taking a look at that, Aaron, based on that report
1: you
3: saw on that data you see from Tractors, what are your thoughts there? Okay, from the boots on the ground standpoint, could not be more accurate. the dips, the peaks, everything is dialed in to what the market has been mm-hmm. um back to thirty series sprayers, early 8 rs early s combines to for for lack of a better word, turds or turds, high hour red stuff orange blue doesn't matter it's all very much in that realm now what it it it's it's funny knowing our background and our combine business harvester machines and all that you can see different peaks early on now like in the last say the last nine months It's pretty steady. I mean, you got some dips in there. We addressed it the late availability of producer combine. What I noticed on all those charts is the harvester machines, right? When they still hit big gaps, like, oh man, we got 20 combines in, we better prop them up. The market doesn't want to prop, it wants a dump wants a flat end, yeah, yeah it wants a dump and i mean just little that that's i shouldn't say material but that's not something that even super dialed in to the used world used as your life that you probably look at without those reports you know sure like you know oh yeah they're getting a little softer it's a little harder to move a fifteen six eighty. Well, that's why. Right. You know, there's plenty of matter.
1: Yeah. I think that's, that's the, that's, I would agree with what you're saying. I think. So as I look at that data and I see those things move across the chart, those trend lines that you see developing aren't anything that we have not anticipated seeing happen. And right. aren't anything that we didn't uh anticipate see changing. Like, kind of go back to, like we talked about a little bit, you go back to October 21 and October 22. Almost identical in the same... Right. But totally two different marketplaces. Oh, Judas. Right? Like... But what was the...
3: the, $100,000 different market. And the
1: biggest difference between those two marketplaces was...
3: Availability.
1: You did not know when that... I mean... Right. There are machines that were getting delivered in October that (laughs) were supposed to have gotten delivered in May.
3: Well, I... Two podcasts ago, I yeah, said, talked about that. I sold a combine yeah. in November of 21 and settled for it last week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. New one shows up. Trade in, trade in, trade in. Yeah. Okay, that's my trade in. I'm the eighth in the line for the shop. Here we are. Yeah, So, I think looking at what's going on in the marketplace, one is
1: combines are setting up that pattern that we've seen in the past where they've had to run. I think that their 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 trend line is gonna be down. Again, I would love to say that Combines experienced that scarcity premium. It was for like a night. You know what I mean? And they really they really enjoyed that that one night. We
3: went and got a sandwich. What the hell happened? <laughs>
1: <coughs> so I think looking at what we see happening in the combine marketplace as I as I look at what's going on, I think we've 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 put in the high and we're and we're starting to kind of Trickle down to see what that floor looks like. um Do I think the floor is going to be a catastrophic just
3: dump? No, I don't think it's going to be anything like you have seen in the past. But it's still going to be a dump. People are going to bleed on row crop tractors, and every dealer out there is going to scratch their head and go,
1: "Wow, what on earth?" Well, I mean, just I mean, pay, attention. It. You, pay attention.
3: It's the market. Pay attention
1: to the marketplace. But here's the deal: whether it's combine sprayers, planters, comma whatever, eight hours do not matter. Whatever that, whatever that is. The problem is is that there has been a we've had a thirty-six month run really, yeah. of scarcity premiums. Right. And those premiums have gotten a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more to where they've got where they've crescendoed. And now it's like we're at an auctions. You know, we're at twenty three now. So now we're like they're calling okay, our house.
3: Yeah. I mean sooner or later, sooner or later Bitcoin takes a dump. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and you Think about it this way, you got a buyer out there that's like, Well, I'll buy it for twenty-two auction price. Right. And you're like, I ain't taking that. Look at 20 auction price. Right. Oh, yeah. And then revisit that, sir. Right. Because you'll be like, Yes, yes. Right. I will buy you lunch. I'll send your family to Disney World. What do you want to do? Well, I mean, if you if you
1: play the game, I mean, if you look at if you just assume that this is just assume that there's there's a A ten to twenty percent premium built in, depending on what the product is, because of scarcity. Right, was out there. The numbers we're talking about today, we're talking between fifty and a hundred thousand bucks in a blink. You know what I mean? So I mean, I know that's so gross. But here's the thing about that: is it's Uh, a slow. It's it's. This is the difference about this marketplace comparatively. It It sucks. It's a slow erosion.
3: (laughs) Oh. Right. You know what I'm saying? The downside is slow,
1: very slow. And the upside
3: was overnight. Yeah. It's
1: going to offset. Whereas in the past, it's been the upside has been a slow, gradual climb. And then, you know, it's, you know, know, the exponential climb up. You
3: remember in 2010 when corn was five bucks? Now it's seven. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And $7 corn today is the new $5 corn. Yeah. So, but you had this exponential climb like this.
3: But we got that, that carry-out report. We're going to have, like, $70 corn here pretty soon. But the auction market,
1: I mean, the equipment market was like this. Yeah. And then it stopped right here, and they're like. <laughs> exactly. Right? Or at least, like, in the past, like, 2006 yeah, gradual. through 2012, it was gradual, and it kind of went like this. And the, the problem with that was is that the rocket didn't shut off.
3: No in 2010 like it should have it just kept going and it out, it went way off the ramps yeah you, know? you got guys buying they had new order new order 13s and it's like the bottom is out yeah can't so, wait till we get these back yeah. in that's going to be a bad discussion with that guy specifically that's exactly right so this difference here is that this this erosion is going to be a slow
1: my opinion, slow erosion. It's going to be easy to see. You're going to recognize you need to, to adjust and make those things happen. Now, we got the charts. We got the charts. Yeah. So I think watching those trend lines develop and grow and those kind of things are all going to play in, into what we're looking at here. But all that being said is the one thing I want to pay attention to as I'm watching this is where's retail value at? What's the retail ask price? And what's the auction value? The gap. That gap in between. If it gets, in my opinion, this is me talking. If it gets a if it, that spread gets more than twenty five percent, you've you've absolutely made. Uh, I just think you're in, you're asking for trouble there. So yep, that's my opinion. I'd agree. All right, man, good place to stop. Aaron, folks want to reach out to you get more information about what is going to happen. What's the best way to do that?
3: By my name, Aaron Fintel. Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat. That's a big thing in the ag world. Um, email Aaron at com, or best bet ever. Text me, 308-760-1193. Up a lot of hours. I don't care.
1: Shoot me a text. All right on um, Casey Seymour, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC, LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast, checked out the video version of this at the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel, which is Moving Iron L- or just Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. So check that out. Go to the to the website, MovingIronLLC.com, and you get all the information about everything you want to know, moving iron lid. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennel, Sweet Smart folks. Special thanks to the guys at Tractor Zoom for sending this stuff over to me. So check that out. Give those guys a holler over there. To check out their iron counts as well. So with that, Casey Seymour Aaron Fennel and Smooth Smart folks, out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com.
3: You'll find us
2: here, moving higher.